Hi, everyone. This is psychic medium, Miss Sarah, and I am with Sherry. I'm Sherry Fuentes. I want yes. to know that I pronounced your last name right, but it's Fuentes, isn't it? Fuentes. 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 Mm -hmm. I like that. That's cute. Thank you. Okay, so uh, not cute. Nice. Like I. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, so basically, uh, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about love and relationships. So I'm with the Psychic Medium School. You guys already all know that. So I'm excited for our show today. So in honor of Valentine's Day approaching, uh, our special guest, Sherry Fuentes, she is going to talk to us about uh, love and relationships. But she's also going to talk about soulmates and twin flames. So Sherry has over 20 years of experience as a spiritual advisor and she is specializing in love and relationship coaching and readings as well. So that's why I decided Sherry would be the perfect guest for us for our pre Valentine's day for our pre Valentine's day party. And so I've already said too much, right? So uh, Sherry, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, one of the reasons that I chose the focus of my coaching and advising uh, business is I had a friend we were he was my best friend for 16 years and he was the person I went to every time I had a relationship problem and we would talk it out and he was the friend who would tell me hey dummy this is what you're not seeing and I would like oh, it hurt but then thank you I want to be that that ear for people and after he passed away two years ago um, that was what made me go, Hey, this is what I need to be doing. Other people need that ear. And yeah. so I, I, I tend to be a little bit on the tough love side and definitely the, the truth may hurt, but you'll feel better later yeah. <laughs> because of him. Sometimes we need that, you know, it's hard when you don't have somebody like that in your life, but that's what you're helping other people do. So that's like when somebody doesn't have that, it's nice to have somebody to reach out to, especially with you having a confidential business, mm -hmm. then they're not, they don't have to worry about you sharing whatever they're telling you with other people. Right. right. So sometimes we can't, I don't know how you think of this. I'm kind of getting off track a little, but sometimes when we complain to our friends too often and we forget to tell them the good things about our spouse, they mm -hmm. only look at the bad things. And so we kind of groom our friends in a sense to only know the bad things about our spouse. Right. right. Like, I guess yeah. I, that way. So then when we yeah. ask them for advice, they're like, Oh, don't even like, right. So, um, now I know this is your specialty. So I want to ask, what do you, uh, believe a twin flame is? All right. So a lot of folks, when they, they come to me and they talk to me about twin flames, they have this kind of feeling that a twin flame is somebody that they are meant to be with it. it, it there's this connection and they have to be with them. Ultimately, though, a twin flame is somebody who's experiencing the same problems, issues, and pains that you are. And so what that often creates is a codependent relationship that tends not to be particularly happy of two people who have similar issues they need to be working on instead of fighting with each other. Right. So twin flames are, they're not easy relationships because of all of the work that has to be done on both of the, par the partner's parts. There's so much that you could be connecting on that is connecting to trauma instead of joy that you, these are the 
oftentimes those relationships where people you watched, you know, you watch a friend go back to the same spouse over and over and over again, knowing that they leave every time for the same reason. And that reason is connected to their own trauma, to their, their partner's trauma, to all of that. Twin flames set up that kind of relationship. And oftentimes they can be romantic like a spouse or they could be a friendship. If you've ever had a contentious friendship, it might have been that you guys were working out similar traumas together because twin flames are great for sparking growth. They're not so great for long-term happiness. So what would you say, and this is kind of going off there, what would you say is the, um, as far as a romantic relationship, what you're saying is basically that a twin flame uh, romantic relationship may not be the one that you have for a lifetime. Exactly. Um, it may be that you, this person comes into your life and you have that relationship in order to learn something. And it may not be a, a you know, a happy learning experience. It may be something very tough and it very likely is something very, very tough that you're trying to learn um, with each other. And that makes for a, the long-term viability of that kind of relationship is not very long because eventually you just wear yourselves out. Right. You know? And that's why you think, you know, twin flames, if you've got two flames going, you're going to burn something out pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And I know a lot of people describe it a lot differently. So I, I love how you're describing that because I feel the same way. Like a soulmate and a twin flame are two totally different things. Oh, absolutely. So what do you believe a soulmate is? Soulmates are souls on similar energetic vibrations. These are the people who come into your life and you go, oh, I know you. I'm good here. We're happy here. This is good. And again, these don't have to be romantic relationships. These are, in the case of the, the, the soulmate friend who um, died two years ago, we loved each other very deeply. I performed the hand fasting for him and his wife. Um, you know, she knew I was part of his life when they met and knew that I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he, he was the same kind of energy that I have. He was calm. He was quiet. He was one of those people that if you didn't ask him something, he wouldn't share, but he was having deep thoughts the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And we complemented each other in ways that where he was stronger, I was weaker and where I was stronger, he was weaker. And for the 16 years that we were friends, that meant we got to share a lot of things together that I think even spouses sometimes don't get. Yeah. And that's where that, that high vibration, energetic connection comes from when you're talking about soulmates. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And that's, so that's the biggest difference between a soulmate and a twin flame is the twin flame is there uh, to teach you things and your soulmate is on the same vibrational level as you are. Mm -hmm. So the same or slightly higher because there are times where soulmates will come in and give you something to reach for, but they're not there to challenge you the way a, a twin flame is. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure people can think of just like you, where your soulmate was your friend uh, your, your friend could be your soulmate or your twin flame. It doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship with either one. Right. So uh, what advice do you have for the singles out there that are looking to meet their soulmate? 
my first bit of advice for anybody looking for a happy and healthy relationship is patience. I, I, I joke with people and it's not really that much of a joke. It took me 30 years to find my husband. I'm going to be 50 in about a month, actually a month from today. That's a lot of my life. Yeah. And that was because I wasn't ready. Being ready to be in a happy, healthy, loving relationship means that you have to have a happy, healthy, loving relationship with yourself. And if you don't, that will block you again and again from being able to connect with other people. Because if you don't love yourself, you can't love or be loved by others. And I think you and I maybe talked about this just a tad bit. And I, I guess I have this belief that, and I know you probably do too. So I guess I'd like to hear your input on it. This is off, to, off what I, uh, our conversation, but I truly believe that sometimes when we have bad relationships, that sometimes we take that uh, distrust or that insecurity and we carry it into new relationships with us. Absolutely. Now, you probably deal with that a lot, I'm sure, where you're like, you have to dig and find out where this all came from and why someone isn't trusting or what what caused that. Is it this person or is it a previous relationship or even a childhood trauma type of thing? Absolutely. Um, and that's why I said patience is so important because you have to take the time and know that it's not going to happen overnight to specifically work on what are what are your ties to the unhealthy behaviors of you know in my case dating narcissists um what are the what are the things that you don't love yourself or that you don't love about yourself and why and how can you break that um tie to those negative feelings when you're looking for a relationship you got to start internally first because if you're if you're only looking externally you're not dealing with the reasons why past relationships did or did not make it. That you makes know, perfect sense. So you're, you got to heal yourself before you can find somebody to be with. Right, you're, you're not looking for someone to fix you. You're looking for someone to connect with. To compliment you. Yeah. Okay. So now since Claire senses are what we talk about a lot in our group, like that's what our entire focus is. What Claire senses do you have, Sherry? Um, primarily I'm an empath and clairsentient, but I have a, a touch of just about any of them because it right. depends on, depends on the day, honestly. <laughs> so that explains why you are in the love and relationship field, because you're, I'm guessing which one's stronger. The, em the empath. You're what your empath. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That makes total sense because you're connecting in a way, uh, emotionally with people. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. And you're, you're really intuitive when it comes to that as well. It seems like, like you catch on emotionally very, very quickly. Yes. So how would you say your clear senses affect your relationship? Um, it depends. I tend to be just highly emotional in general. Um, and I'm lucky enough that my husband is willing to work with me on that so that when I have a freak out for no particular reason, he's like, it's okay. Are you okay? If you're okay, we can go on. <laughs> and I get that. I get that support that I really need. And that was really lacking in a lot of my previous relationships. Like I said, it took me 30 years. Um, but being an empath means I know when there are things that are off, even if he doesn't want to say them out loud. 
Yeah. At which point I can offer to be there. And if he doesn't want that, I can back off. You know, those kinds of things register on my radar immediately. And it can make a big difference in how the day is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. And it affects you. It seems like when, especially within paths, it seems like they're affected emotionally for longer periods of time too. Like it takes a lot for us to get over something emotionally. Yes. I know I had a, a, a um, man that I was with years and years ago that he would just, he'd do something wrong and it would be terrible. And then he'd just be like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I don't get over things as quickly as you do. I'm sorry. Isn't the bandaid that heals this wound. Like, yeah. So I completely get that. So uh, some people have high expectations uh, for gifts from their partners for Valentine's day. What advice would you give when it comes to gift giving on Valentine's day? First and foremost, talk to your partner. Don't expect them to read your mind and just out of the blue, pick something that's going to be perfect for you. Next, I highly recommend this to all of my, all of the people that I talk with about um, relationships. Take the love languages quiz, find out what your love language is, have your partner take the love languages quiz. So you know what theirs is, and then try to match up with their love language, how you interact with them. You know, right. For example, my husband is an acts of service person. He cooks for me all the time. And I love that about him. And I love that he cooks. I love what he cooks. It's wonderful. I, on the other hand, am a physical touch and quality time person. And that means I probably sit a little bit too close one day or put my hand out too, too many times. But he's gotten used to that because that's what connects us. And that's what makes it easier for us to connect. So I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that don't know what the love language is are i do but can you can it kind of explain it at a basic level um there are five love languages and these are simplified definitions of how people feel and express love um there's acts of service which is doing things or having things done for you um you know like i said my husband cooks um there is uh physical touch which is pretty self-explanatory Quality time, which is super important, especially since we've all gotten so wrapped up in our um, virtual lives because of the pandemic. Quality time is face to face time. N nothing interrupting, you know, put the phone off away out of the room, that sort of thing, because that connection, it has to be the primary focus. Um, I'm trying to think that's three of them. What are the other two? Gift giving. Thank you. <laughs> I love it how he's right there to support you. This is what's sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. That's okay. Um, no, it's gift giving and words Word. of affirmation. So, you know, okay. the people who feel loved when their, their partner brings them a gift out of the blue or, you know, the actual speaking of the words of thank you and I appreciate you and I love you. That's the, the other two. So, and I, I've read and actually taken the as the five love languages, isn't it? There's yes. five of them. So I've actually taken that quiz too. And I think that like what you're saying, if we understand what our love language is and what our partner's love language is, it makes a huge difference because what's important to you may not be important to them. Like if you right. like physical touch or if you, I think some people like with gift giving for Valentine's Day, like do they expect to have a handmade card or do they expect you to go out and buy them a new car? Like 
by the way, I, I have to tell you, Sherry, I use this on my boyfriend. I said, after we were talking, I went in the living room where he was, he was probably watching Wheel of Fortune. I'm pretty sure that's what he was watching. But I said, so, Sean, um, Sherry told me that I needed to be really clear with you about what I want for Valentine's Day. So I want a brand new Toyota Camry. Is that okay? And he goes, well, yeah, that's great. Now, I want in return a brand new truck. <laughs> But you see, it's so important to actually yes. speak to each other about these things, because if you're in a relationship and you don't feel like you're being told that you're loved in ways that you respond to, you won't feel loved. And if right. your love language is different than your partner's, you need to learn how to accept love in the way that they give it, in addition to be able to give love in a way that they accept it. And, and I think it's... It's a thing that you have to actually work at. <laughs> I think a, like a masculine energy, you're like, this is kind of how I connect that to a masculine energy may not need to hear that they're handsome or uh, that they look, they look fine or they look nice when they go out, things like that. They don't need that uh, like confirmation or that reassurance, mm -hmm. but as a feminine energy, I like to hear that I look nice every once in a while. Right? Like, Right. I can't be the only one. <laughs> like just little comments here and there. So, okay. Now, so I actually, he said, I love that. <laughs> so, uh, the love languages will, I think I'll provide the link for the love languages test too for everybody. And I'm now just so you guys have it. We'll have to do it after Sherry and I get done off, uh, off our live, but so all of your advice was amazing. And I want you to come back on the show at some point in time uh, in the near future so that we can talk. Maybe we can talk in detail about the love languages because I, I I love that. Like there's I because I'm sure that it almost goes past just the love languages and into how some people connect to like if if they don't like if you're not giving that if that's not your personality to be that way that you almost have to adjust right yeah. like yes yeah I feel like I, I noticed that a lot because not all uh like I've dated men that aren't as uh my boyfriend in fact my boyfriend I'm this is on live air but I'll just tell you guys he's not the person that's like like if we go out to dinner this man will pay for absolutely everything but when it comes to like actual gift giving, he's not very good at that because he needs told, right? He needs told. So I, and I actually, that came out a little bit on Christmas. I'm never really disappointed. Like I'm just happy to spend time. But he said, he said to me, he goes, you wanted an elliptical and I was going to get that for you, but you told me you didn't want it anymore. Christmas is kind of a hard, rough time for me because uh, my mom passed away around the holidays anyway. So I just kind of like, and eh, I'm busy getting the kids stuff. So I told him, I was like, I don't want it anymore. And then, then I'm Valentine's day is getting near. So I'm, I think I might end up with an elliptical machine instead of an engagement ring. Oh, Which, I mean, I'll put either one, either one's fine with me. Uh, well, you make a really good point though. Um, I think sometimes, especially as women, we forget that we need to tell our partners, if we want something that it's okay and it's expected of a, a healthy relationship to have the freedom to say, I would like to have this with you. 
And that does, it doesn't just limit it to gifts. I'm talking about anything you want in and from a relationship. You need to actually articulate that to your partner or you've got to drop it and not ever need it because set, you're setting yourself up to be resentful of something that you haven't shared with your partner. If you have an expectation, if you don't share it with your partner, you're going to end up resenting them for something that you did. My grandma shares a lot about relationships with me. And it's really funny, some of the stuff she shares. But one of the things she said around the holidays before Christmas this year, she goes, you know, you don't or you don't get anything unless you ask for it. So you, I'm sure you guys have all heard, like you get 100% or you, you, you will not get 100% of what you don't ask for. Is that what the saying is? It's something like that. You yeah. get 100% of, you don't get 100% of what you don't ask for. Yeah, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, that's the same concept. Like if you're not, uh, and I feel like in younger, my younger years, I don't know about you, but I was really bad at that. Like I just expected, it's kind of like, and this is kind of a deeper, because uh, I actually, you know, when I first started doing this, I was going to go into love and relationships and I decided that that's eh, not really for me. Like I love what you do and I appreciate what you do because you take it to a whole new level than I could. But what I noticed is, especially when younger people get married, it's almost like as soon as you get married, this was my case because I've been married twice, uh, that I almost expected like everything to be like uh, perfect and like a fairy tale the moment we got married. And me and him had been dating for five years before we got married, high school sweethearts. And we got married and we were only married for three months living together. And I was just like, I want something different. And I think that, do you find that like with people that you talk to? Yes, because we set ourselves up for, um, with expectations that again, we haven't shared with our partner. And so when they don't happen, instead of realizing that we set ourselves up this way, we get angry and we get yeah. resentful and we get, um, you know, buyer's remorse kind of feelings where this wasn't what I signed up for. But if you didn't share that with your partner, this is all your fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how you put it as buyer's remorse. Like, can I return that to the store? <laughs> this wasn't exactly what it was advertised as. <laughs> I don't think I read the fine print. <laughs> so, so that's all great advice, Sherry. I loved having you on the show. I think that you brought a lot of light to different things for people. And hopefully you have the advice you gave makes everybody have a really wonderful Valentine's Day. I so, hope so thank yeah. you for coming on the show. Well, and so if people want to get in touch with you, Sherry, how did we're going to provide a link to you can kind of tell them how, how the link is going to work. Mm -hmm. um, I have a group here on Facebook. It's called Energy Tarot and Magic Community. It's a group of like minded, mostly women. I think there are a couple of men in there who are spiritual, but not necessarily religious, who enjoy. That's my dog coughing in the background. Sorry. <laughs> um, who enjoy talking about spiritual uh, topics and connecting with each other and sharing advice and whatnot. And um, that's probably the easiest way to find me is to go to that group and come and hang out with us and enjoy some interesting stuff. That's perfect. So if you will, and we're going to provide that link uh, in the description below. And if you find this on Facebook, it's going to be in the comment section, but I want to thank all of you for watching. And I especially want to thank Sherry for sharing all this advice and if you're interested in things that she has to talk about, definitely go in the group and 
join the group and connect with Sherry because she's amazing at what she does. And love and relationships are her specialty. That is her niche. So that's all she's working with. And so that's definitely important. And especially if you're wanting to get into a long-term relationship and you're wondering what you need to do for yourself to get into that long-term relationship. Yes. I actually have a, a, a structure set up for people who are starting at, I just left a relationship to, I want my perfect partner and everything that you need to work on and ways to get through those things built into that step-by-step um, -step process to yeah, help people easy for people to, it makes it so it's not impossible. I think some right. people at some point they're like, especially if they've been married before and they're going to out dating or something, you know, if you've been married for a while, you go out dating, it's a little bit different than it used yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah. I see, I hear a lot of people talk about that. Like what's Tinder? Like, is this just where people oh. hook up? <laughs> That's pretty much. <laughs> well, it was good talking to you, Sherry. I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. And um, had a great time. Thanks. Yep. Thank you.